What's up, everybody out there on the interwebs? You're about to listen to a special edition of the Colorado Sports Guys podcast with Jordan Hamilton, the forward guard from your Denver Nuggets. But before you do, we ask that you visit us on coloradosportsguys.com. Click the Amazon banner at the top of the page and do your normal shopping. You can find everything from laptops to flat screen TVs to books to DVDs to car parts. Amazon has everything that you need. Now, enjoy the show. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there entangled in the interwebs? We are not in the CSG studios. I'm actually on my own down here at Pepsi Center. Joining me, Jordan Hamilton from the Denver Nuggets. Jordan, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We just did uh, a good five minutes. I realized I did not hit the record button, so we missed a little bit of some uh, some awesome stuff. We'll try to bring it back a little bit. Uh, I'll go ahead and make this same same thing. You started out, uh, Jay Going Ham, your Twitter handle. I've always kind of joked around during games, like whenever you enter the court, I'll say, Jay's about to go ham. Jay's about to go ham on this rebound. Jay's about to go ham in transition. <laughs> My sister gets a kick out of that sometimes. I'll say that to her, and she'll text me every once in a while when you'll check into a game, and she'll say, Jay's about to go ham. Yeah, that's uh my my Twitter handle. Uh one of my boys out in LA was uh just telling me that that would be a good Twitter handle for me. Um I wasn't going to make Twitter at first, but he was like you should make a Twitter and you should call it Jay Going Ham cuz that's a term people use nowadays is going going ham and my nickname is Jay Ham. So he said, "Man, you should put going in the middle and then say Jay Going Ham." That's Twitter handle. That would be good. Keep that in mind for future advertising, perhaps if you get uh some commercials going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, nowadays, you know, people like to use that term and, uh, you know, I think that that'll be good, you know, for, for marketing purposes and things like that. It would be indeed. All right. So you're a 22 year old forward in the NBA, uh, still a very young man. You look around at this rookie class, everybody coming in. I mean, I guess some of the older rookies would be 22 years old, but right. you're still in that same kind of crop. But do you feel like you have a leg up being a guy that's going to be entering his third season in the NBA? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was, I was supposed to be a senior in, in college this year and I was supposed to be getting ready for a draft this year, but I was fortunate enough to leave after my sophomore year and be a first round draft pick. And, um, you know, I, I definitely think that I have the upper hand now, you know, learning from NBA guys and NBA coaches, you know, at the age that I came in as a 20 year old. And, um, you know, I think that it's, it's, it's helped me, you know, I think I got, like I said, I have the upper hand and just coming in just doing what I need to do just to prevail in the league. All right, so you grew up in the Los Angeles area. You were born there, born and raised. What part of L.A. were you born in, or where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a, in a Crenshaw, Crenshaw district, and, you know, usually I tell people, you know, from the Crenshaw, have you ever seen the movie Love and Basketball? Yeah. And they ask me, and um, I just tell them, yeah, that, well, that's Crenshaw High. I grew up right in that area, right around the corner. Yep. Omar Epps. Loving basketball. Yep. Great actor. He's in like every movie that needs an athlete. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Yeah. He is. How tall, how tall is he? I don't know. Uh, I would yeah. guess he's probably like six feet tall. Yeah. Has to be. I mean, has typically they're not that tall actors, right? Right. They're always kind of short. So right. it's kind of weird. So you grew up, you had a big family. 
Six siblings, your parents, Greg and Karen? Yep, Greg and Karen, siblings, uh, Zell, Maya, Gary, and then it's myself, Jordan, and then Isaac and Daniel. And so one sister, and it's, it's, it's five of us boys. Are you guys all, would you say your family's pretty athletic? You guys all athletes? Yeah, I have a brother now who's been at inner college, uh, as, as a freshman. He was a, uh, Isaac. He was a top 20 prospect. McDonald's all American. Then I got a brother now who's, uh, Daniel. He's, uh, about to be a senior in high school. They got him listed anywhere in between five and 10 in the country. And he's a highly talented recruit. And then I have another brother who plays ball overseas in, uh, Uruguay. That's Gary. Uh, he's about six nine, and um, big man, and uh, he plays over there now. Then I have a brother that raises kids, good father, and then I have my sister, who's the uh, the oldest out of my mom's children, because my dad was married previously, and that's Zell, and he ha- he has his- he has kids, but um, my sister is the oldest from my mom. So, do you ever try to put in their heads like to go to Texas with your bring- younger brothers that are coming up, or? Uh, you know, I mean, our family base each other off of, uh, you know, just making our own decisions. Like, you know, we can all, once it's time for my brothers to leave, uh, college and get ready for the NBA, cause I think that they'll have a future in this league. And, um, you know, we might not all have, even have the same agent, you know, so right. we don't really, we don't really pride ourselves on telling each other where to go or what to do. We just kind of let it happen. So tell me a little bit about your parents. What did your folks do when you were growing up? What kind of jobs did they have or what did they do? Well, my mom was a, was a stay-at-home mom, you know, cuz she had to raise all 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 of us. And uh my dad, he uh he worked for the uh county and uh the probate and he was a probation officer. So, you know, those are the things that he did. He would have to wake up every morning at 5 to go to work. My mom would have to take us to school, make sure everybody was up and running, cook us breakfast and make sure we had all the things growing up. Was your dad strict at all for being a probation officer? Oh uh, yeah, he, he was. He was pretty strict. Strict, and um, you know, we were sheltered as kids. We stayed in it. We stayed and lived in the gym, and um, you know, that's that's how I got my jump shot because I would do nothing but play basketball and be in the gym and do those things. So you know, that's why we all can shoot. All of us brothers. What gym is that? Where did you play ball when you were growing up? Uh, we actually had a had a had a backyard with a hoop in it, and. That's what we call the gym. Okay. So, so yeah. we'll get, I'll see if I can get some pictures and stuff up from the, uh, from that backyard and, uh, just show you guys, you know, where it all started. But, uh, it was a pretty nice backyard and the left side was kind of, kind of shortened, but the right side was so big. That's why people say I always go right because in the backyard <laughs> I would always go right. And, uh, cause the left side was too small to go to. So, but, uh, this summer I've been working on my left hand. So. You'll see a lot more of that during the season. That's awesome. That makes sense. So I played on like a, I had a dirt driveway and yeah. it was, it was awful, but the right side was kind of more level. So I would always shoot and everything right. on the right side. Right. You yeah. Had- that, and that's, that's how it was for me. But the backyard was so deep. Like that's, how, I used to shoot deep jump shots back there. That's why my range is pretty good. But, um, but the left side was just short. So I was like, man, you know, I, I got to find ways to try to get to my right hand. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, um, does your yeah. family still own that house? Oh uh, yeah, actually, it, my mom grew up in that house. Actually, oh, my wow. mom was a my mom grew up in that house. We all grew up in that house, and um, you know now I don't think we'll ever sell it. I think we're all just always gonna own it. Um, and it's right there, right there on uh on uh Third and King. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So did you go to Manuel Dominguez High School all four years, or were you somewhere else? Oh no, actually, I um uh, I was at Dorsey High School before. Um. Start. I start. This, this, this is a, it's kind of a kind of a long story, but I'm gonna kind of keep it short. But um, I started high school as a 13 year old, and 
you know, I, I didn't uh, have good grades to play my freshman year. So I was ineligible my freshman year, and I actually reclassified. So I was a 14-year-old ninth grade instead of being a 13-year-old. You know, I had some maturity issues as a young and coming in. You know, I played varsity off, off, out the gate. And, um, you know, just being around a team basically around all seniors, you know, I was influenced just to do some, some bad things. And, um, so, uh, you share any of those, you yeah. probably keep those quiet. Yeah, I'm gonna keep those <laughs> quiet for now. Like I said, I'm gonna keep the story kind of short, <laughs> but, uh, basically my grades weren't good. So I reclassified in ninth grade and then, uh, then I did, uh, three years at, uh, Dorsey. I played two seasons there because I was ineligible my freshman year. Then I transferred to Dominguez and played, uh, played my, technically my senior season there and I had to sit out my fifth year. And, um, I just worked out and just did, did certain things basketball wise and, uh, just got ready for college in that fifth year because they ruled me ineligible to play okay. my, my fifth year. So you guys, if you could take the, the alumni of Dominguez High School, you could have yourself, Tyson Chandler, Brandon Jennings, and Tayshawn Prince that all went to Dominguez. Is that right? Yeah. And if you watch and one or and one back in the day, uh, bad Santa, Kenny Bruner, he also, oh, nice. yeah, he also went to, uh, Dominguez, Bobby Jones, who actually played for the Nuggets. Way back when, uh, yeah. yeah, Bobby not, Jones. Not way back. It was another Bobby Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was another Bobby okay. Jones, and he actually went to Dominguez, and he plays ball overseas now. Yeah. So, but he he went to Dominguez as well. So. He played for the 76ers or something as well? I don't know. I, I think so. Yeah. But I know he went to uh, Washington and play, played at Washington, and then he was – I don't know if he was drafted or what by the Nuggets, but I know he played some time for the Nuggets too. Yeah, I think he came in in a trade or something, but okay. that's good. Um, so were you, a, were you a basketball guy your whole time growing up, or do you play other sports? Uh, actually, I was really good at baseball. Uh, baseball was my sport, you know, growing up. I was better in baseball than basketball. I played all the way up until my eighth grade, and then once I got to high school, I kind of kind of got away from it. But I think that, you know, if, if I would have stuck with it, I would have definitely been a, a professional baseball player. And, um, you know, I, I tease and stuff with my dad all the time. I tell him because he likes his sports, baseball, even though he loves basketball, baseball is his sport. And that was his sport growing up. But uh, I tell him I'm going to take a summer to do baseball and basketball, you know, because I kind of feel that I can I can still possibly play. I was trying to think I was asking people on Twitter who was the last Denver Nuggets to throw out a first pitch or Rockies game. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking it was maybe Carmelo Anthony. So it's been a while. Maybe we could get Jordan Hamilton to throw out a pitch. Uh, if, if you guys, if, I was a pitcher, so if you guys want to see me, uh, see me throw some, throw some pitches or first pitch at a game, you know, just, uh, fans let me know, at me on Twitter, and then I'll see if we can get that set up with our, with our, uh, PR department. We do have Tim Gelt in the room. We'll play yeah, that. T- Tim we'll Gelt's in the room right now. Hopefully he can, he can set that up for me. I wouldn't mind throwing a first pitch and, uh, showing my skills. Rockies might want to sign me on the spot, so. They actually might. They can always use pitching in Colorado, yeah. so that would work. Yeah, we were talking before. I was asking, uh, has there ever been, um, besides Michael Jordan, a, a player to ever play baseball and basketball? Yeah, I don't think that's the two sport that, that's the two sport that's very rare, right? Right, right, cause I know they, they conflict with, uh, with schedule, but, you know, um, I can, I can possibly play after I'm done playing basketball. I never know. It's perfect. He can play till like, what was Barry Bonds almost 50 when he stopped playing? Be <laughs> yeah, perfect. man, those, those guys, they could play for a long time, man. All right. Baseball guy. So could you also hit? Were you a hitter? Hey, that's, that's, uh, that's the crazy thing because, you know, I was a pitcher, but I could hit so good. So, you know, if I would have entered high school and played baseball, I don't know what position I would have played, you know, but <clears throat> I was, I was an athlete. So, you know, I, I could have fit in, you know, I probably could have played some outfield, you know, uh, so I was good at second base. So never know. Yeah. 
When did you first kind of get the the inclination or the feeling that you thought you could make the NBA? Uh, I used to tell it's, it's funny because I used to tell my mom all the time. I'm like, Mom, you know, when I grow up, I'm gonna be a professional baseball player. So I always knew I was going pro at something, <laughs> but I, I didn't know I didn't know what it what it was. But at the time, it was baseball. Then once I hit a growth spurt, you know, I just start start loving basketball way more, and I kind of put baseball to the side. So um, just growing up, you know, I, I kind of knew I was going to be a professional probably like ninth grade actually. Ninth grade, I said, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in an NBA one day. When was your growth spurt? And do you remember like how tall you were and then how much yeah. you grew? Uh, it was from 13 to 14 actually. That's why, um, you know, I played varsity and everything like that as a, as a ninth grader, but I was ineligible. But, um, I went from like 6'1 to about 6'5 in that one year. Once I turned, uh, 14 and then from like 14 to about 15, I went from, six five to about six seven and then i actually grew an inch once i got to texas and i ended up being about six six eight around six eight so do you track that still like have you grown it all since being a denver nugget uh no not a denver nugget but in college though yeah in college i went from about six seven and a half to about six to six eight grew about an inch inch and a half so I think, I think it was Kevin Garnett that grew like two or three inches after he was in the NBA, but I mean, he came in from out of high school, so. Yeah, yeah. That would be your growth spurt at yeah. Texas right there. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know the stat on when people stop growing, but uh. That's <laughs> Different kinda... for everybody. <laughs> exactly. I think my growth spurt was from 5'8 to like 6 feet, and that was about all I got, and I got to like 6'2, so. Yeah, 6'2 six, six is pretty good. 6'2 <laughs> is good, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> Alright, so you're at, you're at Texas for two seasons. What did you think about the city of Austin, and what was your time like there? Man, the city was amazing, man. Sixth Street is the famous street out there in Austin. A lot of uh, memories and times were spent on that street, you know, weekends and uh, just hanging out with friends, you know, friends that I've met in college, people that I've met, you know, it's, it's an unbelievable experience. And then coming from California to Texas, you know, it was, it was a culture shock. Met some family I never met before, so they was able to come to my games and stuff, so I thought that that was pretty cool. Uh, my sister spent, uh, my first year with me, my freshman year, and, uh, she stayed with my cousin, and, you know, we got a chance to know that side of the family that I never met, and, you know, I really enjoyed my time there, man, as a, as a, uh, as a player, and also as a, as just a regular person in Austin. Was it hotter in Los Angeles or Austin? I went to Austin one time, and it felt... Yeah, miserable. Texas is always, uh, <laughs> Texas is always hot, but mainly, only in the summer times. So I, but I did do summer school, so I was there for that. But, uh, the main thing, you know, I wasn't used to that heat. You know, I come from California where the weather is always 70, between 70 and 80 degrees. And then it's like 100 degrees. And I was like, oh, wow. Then I didn't have a car, so I would walk some places. But the main thing is just try to stay indoors and stay cool, man. <laughs> so it sounds like you're very close or still are very close with your family. If we asked your siblings what you were like as a brother growing up, what do you think they would say? Uh, I was, I was right there in the middle cause my sister Maya and my brother Gary went to high school together. And, you know, they had that bond and connection. So they always hung out, partied and do, did things. And then it was my, it's my two younger brothers who are actually a year apart. Uh, one was a senior. Isaac was a senior last year and Daniel was a junior. So they were always together. And then it was, uh, you know, well, the, my oldest brother, Zell, he kind of, you know, did his own thing, but he was back and forth with his mother and, um, and us. So, you know, we wouldn't really see him too much, but he's coming, he comes around a lot now, but, and then it was, uh, me, I was right there in the middle. So my main goal was to always get on their nerves. Yeah. So, uh, 
<laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll annoy him and do certain things. You know, I've got beat up by my brother Gary numerous of times, but, um, you know, I, I popped him a couple of times and ran, didn't come home for a few hours. And, uh, my two little brothers, they would always try to jump me, but, uh, I would always slam them to the ground and do certain things, but, uh, no, it was, it was, it was all love growing up in the household. And, um, but the closest, the closest person out of all my siblings I'm with is, is, is interesting. It's my sister. Cause I, you know, that's the person I go to or talk to about, she was kind of like my mom away from my mom. You know, like I said, she spent my freshman year with me at, uh, Texas and we, 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 we do a lot of things together. You know, she comes out now, you know, make sure things are in order at my house cook she'll stay for like a week or two cook you know clean up my crib you know and, and do certain things so she was like she was like my mom away from my mom you know even though we're all close as a family and we all talk to each other but uh my sister was one i was i had that bond with yeah and where does she live now is she back in california yeah she, she's in, she's in los angeles um uh work, work for a catering company but a good thing about working for a catering company is other people could fill in so that's why she could spend weeks at a time with me. And, um, you know, but I, I think that she can do the same for all my brothers. You know, she's like that, that mother figure, even though I have, you know, even though my mom, I still have my mom and she's a wonderful mom, but, uh, my sister is the one that kind of like oversees everything. So she works for a catering company. Does she give you some cooking tips? Are you a good cook yourself? Uh, I wish I could cook. I, I, I wish I, the one thing, two things I wish I could do is, uh, cook and sing. I think that. <laughs> I think that uh, I could, I could, I'll be able to get it any uh any wife I want doing those two things, but uh, <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. But um, those are two things. But uh, nah, she just she spoils us by doing all the cooking. What kind of singer would you be? What kind of music? Uh, R R and B. I I still think I still think I could sing. Um, I have I have, actually have a friend uh from L A. sing. His name's Chris J. He's a, he's a he's a singer and um every time I hang around the manager he 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 just makes me want to sing because he can sing so good and then uh, if if we see somebody on the street or something like that I'll be like hey Chris man hit hit a note hit a note for these people real quick and he'll hit a note for him and he'll start singing but uh you know when I'm around him I think I I think I can sing too so <laughs> we like a we like a little group two man R and B group so. You have to come up with some names or something. Maybe put out if you guys put out a CD, it would probably sell a little bit. I, I think it will, man. He has his name. He, he's Chris J, and I'll be. Uh, I'll just use my Twitter handle. I'll be Jay going ham. Yeah, and you can always auto tune it a little bit, right? Abs to abs tweak absolutely, your voice. absolutely. They make Britney Spears sound good. So. T Pain too. So. Yeah, there you go. He can do that. <laughs> All right, so there's something I, I, I kind of hear this over the summer. I've heard like the word natural talent, natural talent. I kind of think that's a little bit of a myth because guys like yourself that are in the NBA, you guys put in so much work. Like what do you typically do like right now in the off season? What's a typical morning to evening when you're working out? Um, I like uh, going in the morning because I like to have the rest of my day, but I'll probably come back at night to get some extra shots up. But uh, I'll probably come in around uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, lift weights, you know, uh, do those things. And then after that, uh, weight room workout, I'll get out there on the court for about an hour and a half and just do some basketball drills, ball handling, getting shots up, uh, you know, po post moves, you know, whatever it is I'm doing that day basketball wise. And then, uh, I'll go from like eight to about 12. And then after that, uh, <clears throat> you know, just have some time to relax, chill, hang out, and then come back later in a gym, probably run a treadmill for about 30 minutes. You know, and, uh, you know, do the incline and, you know, the, the resistance on the, on the treadmill. And then, uh, after that, get more shots up. So we definitely put in a lot of time, but, um, you know, I think that guy did bless me with talent as well, but, uh, you know, hard work, hard work is what got me here. Yeah. 
Do you find, do you have like a goal in mind for how many shots you have to make on a certain day or days that you're doing like heavy shooting drills? Um, I don't really have like a set number on how many shots I make or how many shots I get up. I just like to, uh, I just like to get, you know, get shots up and, you know, make sure I put in enough time. So, you know, when I do hop on the court, whether if it's for practice uh, against our teammates or a game, I'm prepared. But, um, you know, besides that, just, just a lot of shots. You know, sometime I'll time myself and I'll shoot for about an hour and a half, two hours. And that's a long time. So just yeah. think about how many shots you can get up in that amount of time with somebody rebounding for you. That's pretty yeah, good. Exactly. Do you like working out with Steve Hess here in Denver? Uh, Yeah, a- absolutely. I've never played for another NBA team, but, you know, if you ask me, he's one of the best trainers, you know, there is. You know, not only basketball-wise, but in, in, in the world. You know, you see what he's done for guys. And he's helped guys out. He's helped me lose weight and just do certain things. You know, last summer I went from about 235, and he got me down to about 219, 218. You know, that's my playing weight. So uh, he's helped me out. He's helped me out in that area. And, uh, you know, he, he stay he stay make sure he stays on top of guys. Also, Felipe, his, his assistant. Yeah. Uh, Felipe, yeah, Felipe Eichenberg. He's good, too. So, uh, you know, those two guys have really helped me, you know, with, with my endurance and my, and my game. It's pretty cool to see him too on just on Twitter. He'll you know he went to Italy and you know was training with right. Daniel Gallinari. Like it's pretty right. cool that he'll travel around for you guys. No, absolutely, absolutely. You know he uh, he'll go around and work with guys and uh, he's he's good at what he do, man. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been here like thirteen, fourteen seasons, and um, you know he's he's really good at what he does. Is it strange for you being like a professional athlete? Like you have guys like me pestering you for interviews. <laughs> Is there any strangeness to it? Uh. I, 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 as a kid, you know, I always wanted wanted that limelight, you know, being an NBA player and, you know, having interviews. And I don't mind people coming up to me for autographs. You know, I, I find that, you know, as a, as a blessing, you know, because, you know, it's opportunity to play in the NBA. It's only 450 guys who plays. And, um, you know, the fact that I'm one of those guys, one of those 450, that, that number is ridiculous. It is. And, yeah, and that's why I'm a, you know, just continue to work hard to, to stay, to stay where I'm at and, uh, and you know, but um, like I said, man, I I I love it, man. I'm blessed to be here. Cause you guys do. I mean, even in Las Vegas, they had you signing your cards, right? right? And you sign right, yeah, that's hundreds just, of those things. And exactly. I mean, it might be some days where you're like, oh man, I don't feel like doing it. But at the end of the day, when you're done with it, you like, man, you feel good about yourself. And uh, you know, those are some of the things that uh that that goes through my head when uh when all of it's in place. You know, cause some mornings, you know, I might not want to get up for workouts. And practice and stuff like that, but you know, at the end of the day, it is a job too. So, uh, just making sure that you know you're able to stay here and just do the things that you need to do just to prevail in the league. Do you have a place where you get probably recognized the most? Like, would it be Denver, or if you're in Texas ever, or back in LA? Uh, and Denver. Uh, I'm gonna start from Denver. Denver, uh, downtown. You know, I stay downtown. I'm not gonna give you the exact address, <laughs> but I stay downtown and uh. You know, uh, I probably, you know, go, I, I do a lot of walking and riding bikes. So people might recognize me by that. Last year I did some skateboarding, but once I found out that it's in our contract that we can't do it, I stopped. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to get hurt. And, uh, <laughs> so just, that's when you have to read the fine print, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, if you get hurt doing that, you know, they can void your contract actually. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so I stopped doing that, but, uh, you know, I, I ride my bike and, uh, do certain things and people might recognize me by the 16th Street Mall. I love going to that Chipotle over there on Blake. And you know, people might say, "Hey, man, that's Jordan Hamilton, man." And, you know, nah. and then, <laughs> then I, uh, you know, I stop sometime, take pictures, or sign an autograph. And um, you know, sometimes people might be like, "Oh, man, that's cool." So, you know, those people are taking a picture with him. 
might be a guy who played for play for the Nuggets or something or, or <laughs> the Broncos. They they don't know, you know. So yeah. I might get pictures with other people, but um, you know, for them to say that they, you know that they met you know a professional athlete, I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, Texas in Texas, uh, a lot of places that I go to, you know, people recognize <clears throat> you recognize who I am. You know, not no specific place, but uh, I went back last year for a football game. And, um, you know, I was on the field and a lot of people, you know, were yelling, Hey, Jordan, man, you know, finally back at school is different stuff like that. <laughs> and then out in LA, you know, just it's so much to do in LA. It's so many different places to go. Uh, you know, it might be days where, you know, people might recognize me, you know, throughout wherever I go. And then it might be days where people might, <laughs> might not know who I am at all. So that's how it is. And, uh, that's how it is for me. Let's say flip it the other way. Has there been anybody that you've met that you've been kind of, Maybe a little starstruck by or anything uh, like that. Uh, the, uh, not really. You know, growing up in LA, you do see a lot of a lot of famous people. But um, if I had a chance to meet Michael Jackson, I think that that would be a time where I probably would have got starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, unfortunately, he passed away, and I didn't get a chance to ever meet him. But you know, nobody nobody in particular. But if I would have met Michael Jackson, I probably would have had that moment. Be like, oh my God, it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 and it goes ties into your singing days, right? Or yeah. you want to be a singer too? Absolutely, the king of pop. Yeah. All right, man. So the NBA, you've you've probably figured out by now. You're in year three. There's the business side of everything. A guy that you talked to me about a little bit that you're close with is Corey Brewer. He's not uh, going to be back with the team. Are you, you going to miss Corey Brewer? Uh, absolutely. You know, I still talk to Corey. You know, even though he's not with the Nuggets anymore, and also Julian Stone too. Yeah. I was I was really close with close with him and um you know every, everybody on the team you know all great guys but those were the two guys that i hung out with the most you know on road trips we'll go out to eat you know we'll go out have you know have have some drinks probably or you know lemonade that is and um just hang out just do certain things and you know just kick it so what do you think about do you know the new guys that are coming in like if you do you know randy foy jj hickson darrell arthur nate robinson do you know these guys a little bit uh I don't, I don't know, uh, the only person I know is Nate Robinson. You know, of course, obviously we all know each other, you know, strictly because of the NBA, but yeah. Nate Robinson was, is one of the guys that I know because I actually played in high school with one of his, uh, cousins out in LA. I okay. know Nate has family in LA and, uh, yeah. but he's, even though he's from Seattle and, uh, I met him when I was in high school at, uh, at one, at one of the games and, uh, his cousin Myron Green was, uh, on my team. At Dominguez. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's that's how I, that's how I know kind of know Nate, and uh, from, from that. Nice, that's good. Um, all right, what else are we gonna get into here? Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you. So skateboarding, you don't do that anymore, obviously. But were you into any like skateboarding movies? Have you seen like uh, Waiting on Lightning, the Danny Way movie? Uh, actually, I like I like skateboarding growing up because in L.A., you know, it's, like I said, man, it's just so much to do and. You know, skateboarding was something that, that, you know, people on our block did growing up. And, um, you know, uh, I used to play the game Tony Hawk. Tony yeah. Hawk had a game for PlayStation 1. Yeah, I remember that one. And that, that was my, fa- <laughs> that was my favorite game. And, uh, we'll go play that game. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's what kind of inspired me to play. Um, it sp- actually inspired me to skate and, uh, people on our block, you know, with skateboard as well. So I'll go ride, ride out with those guys. And that's when I was a lot shorter too. So. That's when I can do tricks and stuff, but now I'm too tall. <laughs> the fall yeah. also, right? Wouldn't exactly. be as drastic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I remember that game too, and that, that Tony Hawk game, it was pretty unrealistic, obviously, because you'd be doing right. like, like 60 yeah, flips or yeah, something. Exactly. You can go like 100 <laughs> feet in the air and 
do tricks and stuff like that. But man, I enjoy playing that game. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. All right, man. So I'm gonna do you uh, do a quiz. I'll give you a little uh, quiz here. I have a shoe quiz. I know you're a sneaker guy. Yeah, yeah, I love shoes, man. So, but, how knowledgeable do you think you are in the sneaker world? Uh, from jo- Jordans, I can I can tell you a lot of pair of Jordans. Um, I can't have you say too much now because I don't want to get right. Okay, right. okay. Well, you know, <laughs> well, let's let's get let's get this quiz started and let's see uh, how much knowledge I have. I don't want to seem like a hype beast, so. I do have a, I have a buddy in Los Angeles and he's a big sneaker guy and he said he's spotted you before in the Riff LA store. Oh yeah. You go out there? Yeah, yeah, Riff, Riff LA downtown Los Angeles. That's where I go get, uh, some of my shoes, you know, cause even though I'm sponsored by Nike, Nike, you know, st- doesn't have some shoes that's in stock, you know, cause they're so old or something like that. And I'm a vintage dude, so I like old shoes, you know, from back in the day. And, uh, you know, Riff is one of the places that has them. So. If you had to guesstimate, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Uh, man, I know in Denver alone, I probably have about 300 pairs, but I also have a lot of shoes in LA. So, man, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of shoes, man. Have you worn all these shoes? Like, do you wear them? No, all, or I've, is the point I, not to? I, wear them? I even have a lot of shoes that that I haven't even wore, haven't even wore before. Strictly because they're, they're collector's items. You yeah. know, some Jordans that I have, you know, that, you know, might not ever come out, ever come back out again. You know, I can just say I have them and I could just keep them on ice and, you know, nobody, nobody would ever, nobody would ever know. And I'll just probably take pictures or tweet <laughs> it or put it on Instagram and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be able to see that. And it's kind of funny, like the shoes have now almost become like, um, you know, like toy figures where you wouldn't take them out of the box or play with them because Ex- they can become valuable. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you know, s- sneakerheads, man, they, they love their shoes, man. And I can honestly say that, you know, I'm a sneakerhead. I got a lot of shoes. It's something that I've always dreamed about having because growing up, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't afford Jordans or do certain things. So that's why now I can, if I can go out and get any Jordan, I'll, I'll go out and get them. There you go. All right, man. Let's get, all right. First question. You ready? All right. Ready. All right. Can you name the company that came out with the first shoe designed for the game of basketball? And I can give you three options. All right. Either Converse, Spalding, or Adidas. Uh, I'll go with Converse. So this was kind of hard to interpret. So Converse supposedly came out in 1917 with the Chuck Taylor. Right. And they said that this was designed for netball and for soccer, which is kind of weird. I can, I can see it. I can see it. But, but supposedly Spalding had a shoe in 1907, somewhere around there, that was the first shoe designed towards basketball. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought, wow. It still could be Converse. This is yeah. the internet where I found right. this information, which right. on the internet, you never know if anything's true. Exactly. But I mean, exactly. early, like the early 1900s, there was basketball shoes around that. Yeah. Since, I didn't, yeah. How, how long is, how long has Spalding been? Since like the late 1800s, they've been around, I guess. Oh, wow. It's great because yeah, you think of Spalding, you think of right, basketball. Basketball. Right. Now I know that I know they have sneakers too, but I didn't know that they had them in 1907. Supposedly they were the first ones to have it, so yeah. I don't know. We'll toss it. We'll 19, call that a toss-up because Converse. Too. 1907. That was a long time ago, man. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Peach baskets, I think, were still being used for basketball. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> wow. All right, second one. I don't know if that one counts or not. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Converse, 1907, 1917, close enough, right? Right. That's pretty close. Right. All right, in the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals, Michael Jordan wore another player's signature shoe for game three. You don't even have to give me the – it's Penny Hardaway. 
There you go. Yes. <laughs> yep. He had to wear those to avoid a fine from the league. So yeah, he wore the Anthony Hardaway's. The what shoe was it? It was the uh, it was the Flight Ones. I actually have yeah a few pairs. I actually played in a, I played in the Flight Ones this year. Yeah, the, a black pair and a white pair. If uh, yeah, I'll I'll tweet I'll tweet that out. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So you got that one All right? We'll count you. Uh, you're two for two so far. All right. What is the nickname for the Jordan shoes that the NBA fined him five thousand dollars for every time he wore them? I guess there was the actual shoe name, but there is a nickname that sneakerheads have supposedly spawned for them. Uh, I want to say was it the Jordan Eleven, and it, they were called the. Uh, see the the was it the Space Jam or the Concords? Well, this is this is old. This is going to be. Um, oh, was it the Jordan the Jordan ones? Yes. The Jordan ones. Yeah. And there's supposedly a nickname for these shoes. The nickname for him, because uh, I know he broke his foot in them. I think his uh, his rookie year, because that's when they first came out. But, yes. Uh, I don't know the, what's the what's the nickname for. Supposedly they call him the Band Ones. Oh, oh yeah, pro- yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I've heard, I've heard I've heard I've heard that before, but. uh yeah, I know it was the ones, but I didn't, I didn't Not, know the nickname for them. Yeah, the ones. And then I've been told too that they're supposedly coming out with some or something where like the logos and stuff are all X'd oh, out. Oh, a, ba- a band-aid or something? Yeah, yeah banded uh, up or something. Yeah, yeah, possibly, but um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I have, I have a few pair of those as well. You know, I, I like those. Not my favorite, but I like them. The band ones. I didn't see that he played in those, uh, his last, I think it was his last season. He just, he broke out a pair from his rookie year and wore them on the court and they were like a little bit small and he kind of complained, but he, he it was his last game in the, uh, Madison Square Garden. He broke them out and scored like 47. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. wow. Still pretty, pretty well. I feel bad for his feet after that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you gotta think shoes have come a long way since then. Yeah. Alright, fourth question, just two more here. Can you name the Jordan shoe that his statue dons outside the United Center? And I can give you a hint. It's the only pair of shoes that he never wore in the NBA. Really? Uh, let me think. That he never wore in the NBA. Man, uh, that's a good question, man. This one you can actually go see that when you guys play the Bulls next year because you right. can go check the statue Abs- out. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't know that one. Supposedly it's the Jordan nines because they were a baseball cleat. So they never made them into so, a basketball shoe. So Mike never wore the nines? Yeah. Never, supposedly wow. he never wore them during a the game and that's why they put them on the statue outside oh, the wow. United Center. Wow. Mm. This is interesting. You can find out some information from searching yeah. on the internet. This is what I did. This is all I did. Yeah. So. No, he probably did. He probably <laughs> didn't because I know that's when he was playing baseball at the time. So yeah. no, nah, it, it makes sense. And you can even see them like they, they're the cleats, which is kind of yeah. cool that they made a cleat for them. Yeah. I, I love the nines too. I had, I had a pair on probably like two days ago. All right, this one's going to be kind of difficult, but we'll see see what you come up with here. All right. Only two Denver Nuggets players have had their own shoes, like shoes named after them. Can you name the two players? And the hint on this one: neither guy is still on the team, and one of the guys still plays in the NBA. Yeah, one of them is Melo. Yep. And uh, let me think. And you said it was a guy who who's who's not in the NBA anymore? Correct. He's since retired. Uh, let me think. Let me look at the list. Was it uh it's not it's not Alex English, is it? It's not Alex English, no. It's not. Um Oh, uh Matumbo. 
Mutombo. Mutombo, yes. yeah. Nice, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, was it Adidas? Yeah, the Adidas, he had the Mount Matumbos. Yeah, the Matumbos, yep. And they're supposed to be re-releasing yeah. these. Actually, you know, and the only reason why I remember that is because I was looking at a shoe blog the other day, and they're, they're releasing them soon. Yeah. Yeah, they're releasing them soon. I'm an, I won't be able to get them, unfortunately. I'm a Nike guy, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I was sponsored by Adidas my rookie year. So you can't have, you, you can't have any shoes that are not Nikes? No. You have to, everything you wear on the court obviously has to be Nikes. Everything I wear on the court and actually in public. I can't wear a pair, but I, I have, I still have Adidas in my closet, but I can't wear them. Yeah. I can't wear them. Sponsored by Nike. Maybe your brothers or cousins or somebody you could give those to. Yeah. My cousins or, you know, probably give them to somebody who actually need them. Go yeah. down to the, to the, um, Salvation Army and give them some of my shoes. That's pretty good. All right, man. That's all, that's the quiz right there. I'm going to give you, uh, you got four out of five. Let's give it four out of four five. Four out of five. Yeah, we'll say that. And always for playing, we always have to give you something. All right. I know you guys have a ping pong table here. Okay. So you have to say stocked up. Whenever you play, you will right. not have ping pong balls. Right. We're giving Jordan make, Hamilton some ping pong balls. I'm gonna make balls. sure. I appreciate the ping pong balls. Now I'm gonna make sure I put put my initials on them. So uh, Sparky, our, our equipment manager, don't try to steal them. I know he likes to play ping pong, so I'm about to put my <laughs> initials on them. Do you play? Are you good? I'm decent. I'm not. I'm not bad. You know, I I, I know a couple of guys on the team that are pretty that are pretty good. Or I know Iguodala was pretty good at ping pong. Uh, but a lot of the guys that are in there. Are good at ping pong, so I'll play with them uh, with the new with the new balls and put put my initials on them. There you go, man. And supposedly those might make you play better for some reason. I don't know why. Hopefully, they're lucky. So, all right. Thanks, Jordan. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming down here. And what are you doing now? What's your next? What's next for Jordan Hamilton? Uh, as far as today, or as far as yeah, are you gonna be are you gonna be in Denver training? Or oh yeah, back I, to- I, um, I'm, I'll be here for the summer. I spent about right after the season. I spent about a month and a half out with family. Uh, my grandmother, who was pretty sick, I got a chance to spend a lot of time with her. You know, while I was home, you know, I worked out, you know, uh, did, you know, play some pickup ball with a lot of the NBA guys. But now I'm back home for good. You know, Monday through Fridays, I'll be working out. Weekends, I'll probably just go in for shots and stuff like that. But, and that's when I'll probably spend some time going back home to LA. But during the week, I'll be, I'll be here. Uh, my little, I have, my little brother's here now in town now. You know, a couple of my cousins are here and a couple of friends out, out from LA. Are here all hanging out, you know. So uh, showed showed them around, took them to the best breakfast spot in Denver, Snooze. Oh yeah, uh, yesterday. Snooze, delicious. Yesterday, huh? yeah, got some uh, got some pancakes stuff. I couldn't eat it because I'm on a diet, so I just asked for some egg whites and turkey bacon and sausage. I was kind of sad, my lips poked out, but they had a chance <laughs> to eat all, eat all the pancakes and and breakfast burritos and stuff. You just kind of got to smell it and look at it and pretend your food was as good as Exactly. Yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. rough, man. So do you will you bug any of your teammates to come out here? Like is anybody else going to be out here or do you bug guys to come out if you need guys to work uh, out with or is your brother obviously he's good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh well he actually can't work out with uh any other coaching staff or any other right. uh training stuff cuz that's that'll be an NCAA violation, but uh while he's down here, he just spent the weekend so he just took the weekend off just to come hang out. But as far as as far as me, contacting teammates, stuff like that, a lot of the guys, you know, this is their time to spend with family. But, um, you know, my family understands, you know, I spent that month and a half with them while I was working out and doing stuff out in L.A. But uh, for the most part, you know, I, all my stuff's just been private with the team, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming down, man. I appreciate it. And we'll let you get out of here, let you get back to your uh, Sunday. All right, man. appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, Nate. 